0: welcome back to mental mamas we are on to our next episode
1: (laughs) this is Riley
0: this is Jaden and I'm gonna am I starting oh wait no go ahead go ahead yeah I will go ahead All right, well, now I'm gonna go.
1: <laughs> no, we're talking about complaining today. And I, boy, do I have some complaints about you. James. No.
0: <laughs> I was like, whoa, we're calling me out on this. Wow. All right. We'll talk in about in complaining that case. and how it
1: impacts mental health and blah, 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 blah. And but- talk
0: about some of the complaints that we have gotten. We should talk about those.
1: We've had complaints?
0: No, not us. Not not the podcast.
1: Oh just like as
0: parents. I was like,
1: we've gotten hate mail on I didn't know. <laughs> I
0: would one hundred percent tell you. We only get ever get email from like Hootsuite. <laughs> Which you
1: could probably I meant to tell you, you can unsubscribe to emails, Jaden. I don't know if you know that. <laughs>
0: I do, but I didn't know if they were important.
1: Um, I don't use that anymore, so.
0: Okay. Well, and then we've gotten a couple of random ones where they're like, we think this person would be a great guest on your podcast, but they're all scam ones and also have nothing to do with our podcast. Yeah.
1: Kind of like Instagram where everybody wants us to.
0: Be an ambassador.
1: Yeah. Or like, um, advertise it on this Instagram site that I've never heard of in my entire life. And we only need to pay them five dollars
0: for a day. Yeah. yeah, stupid. All right.
1: Well, I will let you start now. Now that I've said what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, we'll start with Goober Award. My Goober Award this week actually happened on Friday this week. So um, That's yesterday. Yeah, that was yesterday. <laughs> when we're recording um so <laughs> we've talked about my work ghost yes um and so yesterday friday i'm all by myself and i'm sitting at my desk and i hear the back door open and close and i'm like oh one of the guys came in it's a ghost but no one like i'm not hearing any of the office lights click on or anything like okay but I can hear someone doing something, what sounds like, by the
1: printers. And you're usually alone on Fridays, just Yeah. to recap. Yep. Yeah,
0: I'm usually, it's just me after 11 on Fridays. And the service
1: manager who thinks are creepy, but they work in a different Yeah, area. they
0: are downstairs, like, yep. in a totally different part of the building. Yep. Um, and I stand up, and <sighs> I'm looking down the hall, like, looking around the corner down the hall, waiting to see someone walk by Mm -hmm. and after a minute or so like I'm still hearing sounds and then the sounds stop but no one like comes out of that area
1: yeah and so I do
0: the stupid first to get murdered in a horror movie (laughs) thing and I'm like I'm gonna go check it out Jaden I know okay I didn't think about it until afterwards but that was a really stupid choice so I'm slowly very quietly creeping down the hall Mm because I'm like if someone is down there, I'm going to scare them before they scare me.
1: Jayden. Because I
0: always get scared. Everyone always scares me.
1: And okay, so you're thinking that you... So right now you're thinking it's probably still like an employee trying to scare you or what do you... Or mean?
0: like one of the project managers like coming in to grab something.
1: And they're trying to scare you? No. Oh, okay.
0: No, people just always startle me all the time. okay. It's on
1: purpose no okay no you're i good. just
0: have a startle response that's
1: and now you're like i'm gonna get my revenge okay, okay. yeah i'm kind of yep. kinda...
0: um and so i'm like quietly creeping down there still kind of looking but i'm not looking in any of the offices and my coworker is in his office he had come in to grab something and as i'm going past his office he goes oh hey Jaden." And, and you're I so if he had been any closer to me I probably would have knocked him out. I jumped so high in the air and just started swinging. As soon as I like calmed down a real bit, a little bit and realized that it was someone I knew and it was totally fine. I started laughing hysterically. <laughs> like in tears almost laughing hysterically.
1: I, I love how you you went down there with the intent of being like I'm going to scare and And i still
0: got scared (laughs) and he's apologizing profusely he's like i'm so sorry i didn't mean to scare you as i'm dying because i'm laughing so hard and i'm like i'm pretty sure i know what it feels like to have my heart restarted now (laughs) well if it wasn't working before it's working now the fact
1: that you were that scared like that jumpy when you were going down there with the intent to scare somebody else and you still scared yourself. Okay,
0: so here's the fun fact about me though because if I have the intent to scare someone because I'm already anxious and they always scare me so I'm going to get my revenge. If they... Respond in a loud way or in a way that I'm not expecting. It will scare me.
1: <laughs> so you would like be like, ha! and then they they would scream, and then you'd be like, oh my god. What? Yeah,
0: exactly, okay. exactly. Because I scare Chris as much as I possibly can, and every time I do, he gets me back because he intentionally screams, and it scares the poop out of me. <laughs> every time so yeah no my coworker almost got knocked out because he scared me unintentionally and the entire time he's like I'm so sorry I thought about coming up to your desk and telling you that it was just me in here but I was just coming in to grab this and then I was gonna leave and I was like no it's it's cool like I
1: tried to swear to swear to
0: <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I'm just laughing at this point I'm like it's it's all good I just have an exaggerated startled response like
1: oh my gosh. Here I'm making fun of you for being scared all the time, but I do jump literally anytime somebody even just, like, walks by my desk. Same. Like, somebody walks over, and I'm like,
0: where did you come from? The worst part is when someone, so we have this piece of paper that we write down all the jobs on Yeah. Um, when, like, the, the project managers get new jobs, and it's right by my desk, like, right behind my desk, yep. and I know that it's there, and I know that people go up there. And one time I was walking up to my desk, and I could hear someone doing it, like messing with the paper, and I looked around the corner, not expecting anyone to be there, even though I could hear someone was there, and scared myself.
1: Yeah, that that's so. happened to me too. We have a really loud manager, um, and she was walking around giving everybody like treats and everything. They just do that once in a while. They walk around and give like granola bars or whatever. And so I was like, All That's right. a lamb treat. She's walking around don't have your phone out don't we're working and everything and I literally like hear her coming you know everything like she just started talking to the few people who are behind me she's almost to me and then she goes she walks up and she makes it to me and she goes hi and I jump out of my chair I'm like I would have scared the
0: oh god no it was the funniest thing I was laughing so hard but I was already having such a hard
1: day yesterday (laughs) Yeah, you were having a really hard day yesterday. Okay, you can tell one more goober story. So I got a phone call
0: from a client, and they were asking a question about um, a bill. And I was like, I I had to transfer them to someone else who handles that specific bill. And I went to go say, all right, I'm going to transfer you. And I said, I'm in a trap. And then just transferred the phone call.
1: But well, and I needed to know when you told me that yesterday. I needed to know what they said, and they said, "Oh, (laughs) yeah." As I transferred them, they were like, "Uh, okay." (laughs) I just, oh man, how great it would have been to to be on the other side of that phone call, like. Yeah, me too, man. (laughs) Work is a trap. I feel that. I feel that. Which that happens to me too, because I just like everything I say that comes out of my mouth. Where I'm sometimes. I'm like, I'm talking to a customer and I need information from them or something and they give me the information and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's Gucci, that's Gucci. I'm like, what is coming out of my mouth?
0: Oh my God. It's
1: so cringy because I'm like trying not to like admit my age because it does not help already. Like when you're talking to a woman, um, specialist, then yeah. So we can go to mine. Yeah, let's... (laughs) So, uh, we're talking about complaining today, and I'm kind of an expert in that. In complaining? <laughs> I work where where I work. I am in the complaints management team. <laughs> so...
0: <laughs> you need to get a new job after I we deal, have this talk. I
1: deal with complaints a lot. <laughs> but my Goober Award is also work-related. It's just... That's all we ever go to is work and home, so I feel like Facts. that's where where fifty <laughs> percent mo- of our rewards are going to be if they're not about our kids. Um, but my coworker, we were working in office, and my coworker who sits cl- close to me, she starts having the hiccups, and she's like, "Oh my god, it hurts so bad!" And so I usually am pretty quiet about it. I've I have had. As Jaden knows, I've had the hiccups so much since like I was 11, non, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to worry about whatsoever. Maybe I'm getting it checked out here in February, I don't know. <laughs> um, but Jaden told me once, she learned that if you say, "I'm not a fish." that it gets rid of your hiccups, is what she told me.
0: Yeah, if you remind yourself you're not a fish, it will get rid of your hiccups.
1: And so that's what I told her to do. And then she was like, wait, what? <laughs> and she she's super, super cool. She kind of understands my personality. So,
0: like, <laughs> so you she, don't sound like a complete nutcase, but you yeah. don't exactly sound like a sane person. Yeah,
1: yeah, she was like alright and so she goes I'm not a fish <laughs> it's like with a question mark at the end and I'm like I'm thinking you gotta be like really convince yourself because I think and she was like I don't get why and so I was like oh well I think it's because your lungs when you up your lungs think you're a fish so you gotta remind the yourself <laughs> that you're not you're, you've gotta remind your lungs that they're not a fish and then I like backtracked and I'm like Okay, so I've realized that lungs don't have a brain, and they're not, like, actually thinking, but you gotta go with me
0: here. (laughs) Just, Just work with me.
1: It just keeps going and going, and I was like... And she goes, I'm not a fish. And then she hiccups again, and I'm like, okay, so that obviously wasn't the reason why. I've got to ask Jaden. So, really, this (laughs) is all because of you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'll take the blame on that. They
1: think I'm crazy because of you. (laughs) And so she did explain to me, and I was basically right. It's like, you're, you're, it's an evolution
0: thing. From when we evolved from fish to humans... Um basically our bodies think that we're fish out of water when we get hiccups and they start to spasm and
1: Right. Exactly. We get
0: the hiccups. I might, as, as usual. Yeah. So if you remind yourself, hey, I'm not a fish anymore anymore <laughs> as if it was recent. Um <laughs> then your hiccups will go away supposedly.
1: Yeah. And it did not work for her, but she... Well, probably because she
0: wasn't convinced that she wasn't a
1: fish. And that's what I told her. I was like, you're not being convincing enough. She literally yells, I am not a fish. And I'm like, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm just making my coworkers yell at themselves now. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. This is the perfect way to start my day at 730 in the morning. I am... (laughs) Loving it. And then uh, she just keeps having the hiccups, and I'm, like, actually working at this point, which is very surprising for the morning. What? You're actually doing your job? Between, like, messaging you back. (laughs) About the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And then I... I mean, I'm kind of an expert in having hiccups because I've had them since I was very, very young. And so I was like, yeah, so another way, like she was having them and they were painful and everything. And she go, I go, yeah, another way you can get rid of the hiccups is if you choke yourself. And I, like, I just said it out loud. like, <laughs> I, And then I like... Um, and before I really had the chance to even like judge the thing that I just said aloud, <laughs> she goes and she gags herself. She puts her finger in her mouth, and gags herself, <laughs> and she goes, ah. and then she goes, hey, oh my god, okay, we were really like aggressive there. You're like, well, that one didn't work. Next. <laughs> I know, Just, like, the immediate belief in me, too. I really appreciate it. She
0: is a team player. Yeah, she
1: really is. But, yeah, later in the day, uh, (laughs) one of the team leads came over and was like, so, what were you guys talking about earlier when you told uh, this person to choke herself? (laughs) You're like, I know it sounds bad, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but see here, I'm an expert in hiccups. So.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: glad both of our works think we are nutcases. Oh my god, does this guy. Because, yeah, um, I was listening to a true true crime podcast at work, and like, they said something really, really funny. Did you start laughing at your desk? So, I yeah, I started laughing. And then, of course, that team lead walks by, and he goes what are you laughing about? And I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm just listening to a a podcast. And then he goes, oh, what about? And I'm like, oh, murder. Someone's, <laughs> someone's dying and they made a, a not funny joke about sexual assault. <laughs>
0: when you laugh at something and then you have to explain why you're laughing I know. and you're like this
1: wasn't funny
0: for anyone else yeah but me.
1: yeah no it it really wasn't funny and you don't want to know anything else and he was like oh i <coughs> sorry he told me he was like oh my for my wife I bought her a book about serial colors that we keep on on or she keeps on the table like the um living room table and I'm like I love her that's adorable she's, my, she's got my vibes and he's like yeah so like everybody comes over and they don't really know what to think and I'm like yeah she doesn't have the right friends then. yeah cause like you come she- over you or Sydney come over they're like ooh what yeah. did I learn like, sit down
0: and read that
1: <laughs> <coughs> uh.
0: that's funny cause that just makes me think that he she settled for him <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Dying. <laughs> I hope you know that I'm going to gossip about like that later. I'm going to be like, so I talked to my friend about this guy. And she thinks. <laughs> if
0: she likes serial killers and he thinks that it's a cute joke to have it on the coffee table rather than just like her aesthetic, <laughs> she settled.
1: Dying. I love it. <laughs>
0: Oh man. But yeah, that's, that's my opinion on.
1: <laughs> Anybody who thinks it's cute that we like serial killers is, huh doesn't get it. They just don't get it.
0: It's a genuine fascination.
1: All right. So now we're segueing in. Is that even a verb? I don't know. Segwaying in. Yeah. I mean, if you
0: write a segue, you're segueing, right? That sounds so wrong every time you say it it doesn't it's seem not like a word right. anymore
1: it doesn't <laughs> seem like a word, yeah <laughs> all right, segueing in to our topic for today of complaining so um a lot of people think like with complaining they're like,, um, are you a negative person or a positive person?
0: if you're complaining, you're a negative Nancy. Um. A Debbie Downer, if you will.
1: Yeah, so a Debbie Downer. <laughs> okay. So, you. <laughs> I think you're a negative Nancy. I'm a negative Nancy? I think people in the like depression just are out negative Nancys.
0: I don't know. I work Is really hard like... to be a positive Polly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 Alright. <clears throat> so... I feel like people with depression are are naturally negative. So I feel like... And I also don't think that complaining is really a bad thing. What do you think? Um,
0: I think it depends on how much you complain. I know for me, I... Was a very negative thinker for a long time, and then someone once told me that if you say one positive thing a day, it rewires your brain. Yep. And so now I actively make myself find one thing that's positive, whether it's about myself or someone else, and I will say it.
1: That is a very good thing.
0: I started doing that in like senior year of high school, and it has helped a lot. But yeah,
1: positive thing every day was. At least I talked to Riley today.
0: Yeah, or like someone had
1: a cute shirt, or oh, cool, yeah, yeah, Something just, small like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's exactly what I think that I've been looking at. So I got my information from a podcast that we can um, link in the show notes or like the notes of the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's what's important. It seems like is if you can let it go. If you complain once, then it's kind of good for you or it feels good. Right, because you're letting it out. Yeah, you're you're venting, which is, like, good for your mental health. But if you can't let it go, then it just keeps getting bigger. So, like, for an example, um, I'm just going to do examples from when we were kids kind of a thing. So, like, I had a hard time with... Um, my parents treating me differently than my brother, Mm -hmm. which I think was a natural sibling thing. Right. But, like, I would notice that, and then I, that is all I would notice. I wouldn't notice any of the similarities, like, oh, they both, I don't know, they, they both, or both my brother and I, we got, both got this toy today. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not something I would notice. I would only notice things like Nathan got in trouble for this and he didn't get punished. I got in trouble for this and I got punished. Like those were the things that I would notice. Right. And so that's what I focused on. So um, with that situation, it's kind of like a there would have been an effective way to complain about it and a non-effective way to complain about it. Right. So I could have chosen, and I think the way that they call it in this podcast episode is an expressive complaint or an instrumental complaint. So an expressive complaint would be if I went to you when I was in middle school and was like, um, this sucks, this happened, and... Blah, 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 whatever it was that I said. Right. But if I went to my parents and had said, hey, I don't like it when this happens, then we would have been able to talk about it and we would have been able to, like, I would have been able to feel heard and everything and something would have happened with it. So it's kind of like um, what we talked about in the previous episode. With
0: gentle parenting. With gentle
1: parenting, how to, is it that you will... Instrumental just means uh you need to complain to the person who changed it. now there is still using good the
0: complaint to make a difference versus just complaining to express complaint. your complaints, yep, yep, yeah.
1: now there is still like some good in complaining, so like one example is road rage like personally there's no way around it for me i see somebody and they do something stupid i'm going to say it i'm going to be mad about it now um that is actually according to this podcast that i listen to it is actually healthy to do that it that way because you feel better afterwards
0: i don't know i think it just makes chris more mad When he road rages and
1: I think that might be
0: because it makes me mad when he road rages. So
1: it's like one of those things. Yeah, I get that because I do the same thing. It's like, can you let it go afterwards? Right. Is what it really is. So like if you, for example, when I was pregnant, this person literally flipped me off while I was driving and I was doing nothing wrong other than driving the speed limit is what I could see. (coughs) So, they flipped me off, and I still haven't let it go to this day. Oh, God. I am the worst. I'm a grudge holder, though. Yeah. So...
0: I store things in my brain and hold on to them for a rainy day when I want to destroy
1: things. So, it does not make me feel good about other drivers. It's probably not positive for my, like, (laughs) well-being. So, it's kind of like, um... And I feel like that's another thing that's really, really hard to do, and I call it mindful complaining not easy to do it there's some suggestions um to do how, how to do that like writing it down especially when you're in like a fight with your spouse if you write it down write your feelings down and then go to them or even give them that letter it's more effective than
0: that makes sense yeah but then you have those people who just
1: complain and complain and complain yep you're chronic complainers yep and that's so you're if you're rehashing it every day you kind of got that tunnel vision mm-hmm. and that's like it's never gonna end and that's something that you've got to fix yourself but it's kind of like um it's kind of a, I don't know I lost my train of thought can you, can you what you just said um that it's
0: Chronic
1: complainers. Yeah. The... All right, I'll
0: just start. I don't know. I, I was listening to you and then your train derailed and my train was not moving, so.
1: <laughs> All right. So, like, when you ask how, it's kind of interesting to think about, like, if you ask, or if Chris asks you how your day is, are you going to share the positive or the negative?
0: Mm, usually I just am like... Like if he's like, "Oh, how was your day?" I'll be like, "Oh, it's not so bad. This happened, that happened. This kind of sucked."
1: So it is a healthy, combination. yeah. It's not if like you a. Said, this kind of sucked. Are you gonna bring it up again tomorrow?
0: No, I'm so not gonna was, think about it after that. Yeah, it was
1: kind of like a venting thing, so it was like actually effective. Yeah,
0: like um, yesterday he was like, "Oh, how was your day?" And I was like, "Oh, it was pretty good. I mean, I didn't really have a whole lot to do, and I had to send seven invoices back because they weren't right, which was really annoying, but." it's not anything out of the ordinary
1: yeah yeah so like what one of the studies that they did um this research person they um within a work setting if you complain more about your supervisor then they are put as the bad guy in there and then there's like a widespread belief that talking about the negative feeling helps it immediately and your relationship with that person gets better. So, like, um, that's in a work setting. So, if you complain with your coworkers, then you guys get closer. And you can see that. Yeah,
0: no, that's actually... Mm. Pretty accurate because we all complain about HR. <laughs> yeah.
1: But then you get farther from the third party. Yeah. So it's not as effective for your job mm-hmm. in that setting. And then like if you transfer the, that that thought, that way of thinking to like your family. So like um you and I can complain about Mason and Chris, spouses, boys are dumb, etc. Yeah. That will make us closer. But it doesn't necessarily make us closer to to Chris and Mason. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's one of those things where that's not really effective complaining. Is
0: that, like... So, my question is, is that if it's, like, a continuous thing, like, every time we're together we complain about the same things about them. Yep. Versus being, like, oh... Mason or Chris yeah. did this and this made me mad and then you know move next on. yeah move on from it and then the next time oh they did whatever something else yeah so, so if it's, it's like, like the same continuous thing kind of like that um change is there any change in the situation
1: yeah then it's not effective and I think that's what's annoying about chronic complaining yes because it's the same thing over and over again Or, like, similar things. So, like, with your friends who are chronic complainers, or we can go to my friends. My friends who are chronic complainers, they complain about their manager every day. And it's, like, you can't change that situation. Yeah, just move on. Yep, and that's, (laughs) like, the same thing with kids that you kind of got to, like, I really... I think it's not realistic to teach any kid don't complain. I don't think it's realistic to teach yourself don't complain. And I don't think it's healthy too because like complaining is one, is fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's fun to kind of just like, it's that gossiping complaint not not necessarily like ragging on someone all the time for the same things but just like that gossipy like oh my gosh so and so did this like that can be fun yeah
1: yeah and like um my favorite thing um just for an example and I'm gonna relate to work because I think as much as I want uh work and family life to be completely separate it does kind of go into each other like if Mason were to ask me how my day was After work, my day was at work. So I'm going to be talking, oh, this happened at work, this happened at work, this happened at work. Right. So for example, mm -hmm. it's something that it's kind of interesting and maybe something that I can choose to work on if I would like to work on. (laughs) But I don't want to. (laughs) Um, Nobody likes our quality assurance team. Okay. They just don't get it. They constantly the upper management tells us that we are working together as a team to get to the right answer for the customer and fix like the customer's issue Mm -hmm. but the quality assurance team has just different procedures that they have to do or something like that i don't really know what their job is other than Reject her cases.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know what you do except make my job more hard. Yes, so there's the
1: complaint. <laughs> and that's what I complain about to my coworkers all the time. And it absolutely brings us closer. <laughs> absolutely does.
0: And pushes you further away from, from quality
1: assurance. Yes, exactly. I am definitely 110% at the point. Where any time upper management says we are a team that is all working towards one common goal, I'm like, no, we are. That is so funny for you to say that because that is the exact opposite of what we are. But it's because I've been complaining about it since day one. Right. Where I'm like, this person is stupid. But I, it is still fun at some times because my coworker... Um, she got a finding on a case, and so she went and messaged the person who gave the finding. And like they were arguing back and forth, and the person was tr- the quality assurance person was doing making my coworker do something that was really not necessary and a waste of time. And my coworker was trying to explain that to her in a very nice way. But, it was, not but nice. it was not working. She literally, and I think I told you about it before. She went and asked the quality assurance person. She goes, "Oh, the... are you new?" <laughs> yes. And yeah, no. See, like that's one of those things. Like, it's funny. It's really?
0: not helpful. It's really not productive. Funny. But it's hilarious. Yes.
1: So complaining is fun. It expresses yourself. And, like, for her in that moment, she is speaking up and she felt like she was fighting back or standing up for herself. Right. So, like, it's positive in that way in the moment. Right. However, when we are rehashing it, because it did happen, like, a month or so ago, (laughs) that doesn't make us feel better about our job or production or any of that is kind of what this study was focusing on it was focusing on work but it's like the same thing with like our goal in our families is to feel close to each other and like build the relationship with our children and our partners and if we are like um oh like, if I were to say, my spouse never sweeps the floor, helps me with this, and then tomorrow I come back and I'm like, my spouse never does the laundry, and then the next day I come back and I'm like, my spouse never does this, I'm getting closer to you, but I'm not getting closer to
0: Right, you're pushing yourself further away
1: from your partner yeah so anyways i thought that was kind of interesting and the the, and there is actually a way that you can understand your the people who are complaining better or like help them better but i'd like to know what you think about it
0: i think i'm a little bit swayed more towards it's negative because i did do research on the impacts that it has on our mental health Mm -hmm. um I don't know. I do you want me to just tell you? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Okay,
0: so what I found um when someone complains or makes negative remarks about something you do, obviously it doesn't feel good. Yeah. And it creates like a that negative train of thought. Mm-hmm. Um whether it's coming from like your partner or your work or even your kids, like it sucks. Um but studies have shown that continuous cycles of negative thoughts. So if you're continuously thinking about these complaints or receiving these complaints mm-hmm. or are around someone who's a chronic complainer. <laughs> um,
1: My job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it causes damage to the part of the brain that is used for problem solving or and cognitive function, your hippocampus. Um it ruins and your
1: hope. It,
0: sure, yeah. Um, I don't get that joke
1: (laughs) no it's not even a joke it ruins your hope so like you can't like you know when you go to your psychiatrist and they're like how are your feelings of hopelessness or whatever they would ask I don't know then you're like "Eh, I don't know oh okay
0: I get what you mean now okay yeah basically sorry I'm so tired
1: is that a complaint is it
0: effective? Yeah, it makes me feel better to <laughs> tell you that I'm tired because I'm hoping. I'm yeah, I'm hoping you'll be like, wow, me too. And then we can be like, yeah, having kids sucks. Um. <laughs> and then we're farther apart from our kids. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: problem with me, like, uh, listening to things like
0: that is now I overthink everything. <laughs> no, I'm just, the twins were up at 5 a.m., and or six a.m., which is later than they have been. Yep, but my poor little body is not used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, your brain atrophy is the way your muscles would if you didn't use them. Yeah. If you are constantly exposed or constantly complaining,
1: yep,
0: your that part of your brain atrophies, so you have a harder time with your cognitive functioning and your problem solving. Um, and also, it kind of becomes an addiction. Mm -hmm. um constant chronic chronic complainers basically become addicted to the negativity because they can't think of anything else
1: yeah
0: um and they love the drama that comes with that complaining attitude
1: okay okay. so it's kind of like a gossip thing so i think there's like an addiction and then there's also like um a language like that's the only thing they know so that's all they're gonna do
0: right that's all they can think about yeah um and i think that's what annoys me about constant complainers because i'm like just get over it like just move on and i realize like not everyone can just move on but
1: so it's one of those things just do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) the solution so for your friends that are constant complainers this podcast that i listened to the brain mind or whatever it was called um said that you should surround yourself with people who instead of agreeing with you should question will question it okay so like and so are you telling that. me
0: me telling Chris to get over it is helpful
1: see that's <laughs> what I'm wondering what you think of that is because um, uh, one of the things that my mom always used to say to me is, Either this too shall pass, or what are you going to do about it? Kind of a thing. So, like, she, I would vent about something, and then she would say, what are you going to do about it?
0: Or, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. No, I... Okay, so here is my thought process. When people complain about things to me, and it's just like a continuous, they're, they are a chronic complainer. I immediately get annoyed. I can't help it. Yep. And I am like, all right, here are solutions to your problem. And then they're like, well, those aren't going to work or that's not going to help. And I'm like, have you tried it? Yeah. Because if you haven't tried it, you need to shut up and do it. Yep, I, can, so I, don't, I don't have the patience.
1: You really are that friend who is disagreeing. To yeah. Cuz also like it's like um for this quality assurance thing, um that back to that story, if I think about it on their side, I could have reframed it and been like, "Oh, well they aren't understanding right where we're coming from." And that's how I could have said instead of complaining, "Yeah, they're stupid." Right. Yeah.
0: There's, there's helpful and then there's um, not helpful. Yeah. But I did also learn that um, because our cognitive thinking and problem solving is uh, affected by this, by negative attitudes and constant complaining, um, a lot of people who are constant complainers only see things to black and white there's no room for compromise it's either good or it's bad there's no solutions
1: so would you say like open-minded people are less depressed then
0: um no not necessarily
1: i was gonna say that because i feel like i'm an open-minded person yeah. where i can see the other person's point of view when i like distance myself from
0: the situation yeah if i'm in the situation i'm definitely i struggle with it mm-hmm. more but i do consider myself more of an open-minded person because if i'm looking at it from outside the situation or later on i can see it you yeah. know from both sides yeah but yeah um people who are like this are the um constant complainers don't won't accept that there's a solution or a compromise and. We'll see, we'll look for more problems rather than a solution. Or if you give them a solution, they'll find problems that come with that solution. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the person who's receiving those complaints. So like your job, you're the receiver of said complaints. They're more, they're risking becoming more angry and more depressed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, you need to find a new job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny because I'm always irritable. And I'm like, I don't know. I thought I was just my personality. No, it's
0: because your job sucks and everyone just complains to you all the time. You're angry and you're depressed because people are complaining to you all the time. But in a relationship, like if it's you and your partner, this can cause a lot of hostility.
1: Yeah, exactly. My thoughts, too. Because, like, um, just, you know, if you have a partner where... Okay, I will just use an example in, in my relationship. I have a really hard time with m- Mason working evenings, mm-hmm. and I just complain about it all the time, and now I cannot see any positives of his job. And that's hard on him because he enjoys his job. He is high up in his job. He's a manager in his job, and he worked really hard to get to that spot. Mm-hmm. And see here, when I'm hostile about his job, then he's probably only seeing me be like, you've got to change yourself and you've got to, I don't know.
0: Right. And then he starts to see his job in a negative light. It's that chain
1: reaction, the butterfly effect. Yep. Um, Which isn't my intent at all. It's just me trying to, like, that's my one complaint that I think I need to implement this is I can complain about it for like a day yeah this sucks because Archer is teething and he's really crabby and I'm the only one taking care of him it sucks for this day mm-hmm. but tomorrow he won't be he might not be teething so like I've gotta you know fix it in my brain and think of the positive things Yeah, so that I'm not constantly bringing myself down and my relationship down
0: yeah for sure um, and I think one of the things that cause, or the reason that complaining can cause such negative, like, is such a negative thing for your body mm-hmm. and for your brain is because it releases the stress hormone called cortisol.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I and cortisol, that,
1: yeah. <laughs> cortisol
0: shifts you into your fight or flight mode. Huh. So it causes your blood pressure to rise, your blood sugar to rise because you're preparing to defend yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that absolutely makes sense especially when you're um complaining about the person mm-hmm. so like let's go back to work or even like let's go to a mother-daughter relationship okay so the daughter is like that is unfair mm-hmm. you're treating me unfair the mom is automatically going to be like this is the. These are the reasons why I'm not being unfair. this right. is just how it is. That's how it works. That's not gentle parent, Gentle no. parenting.
0: <laughs> no, and that's going to cause a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I mean that immediately applies to think about like if you complain, like if I complain to Chris about something that's going on to like in the house, whether it's. Um, I asked him to do this, that, or the other thing, and he didn't do it, and then I complain about it, it's going to start a fight between us. Yep. Because he's receiving that complaint, and ma- it's making him feel bad and making him feel angry, and I'm yep. complaining, which is putting me into that fight-or-flight response. Yep, yep. And then it's that hostility in your relationship, and you're both just, like,
1: on edge. So it's it's really about, that, like, that mindful complaining, Because there's sometimes when a fight is unavoidable and it does need to happen. Right. But it's like you've got to complain about what you can change versus what you can't. And I think that's something that... So I think the reason why it's important to talk about that in a parenting mental health podcast is, if, like you said, if you start... Implementing that in your life, your children are going to imitate it. Mm-hmm. So, if you are getting, if you are complaining about the important things, then they will complain about the important things. And that's more, it's going to be seen as like, you're going to watch them and you're going to be like, they're standing up for themselves. I appreciate that. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Whereas if they're complaining about, um, if every day they're like, I don't wanna be in South Dakota, the weather sucks, et cetera, whatever. It's right, so it's
0: something they can't change. Yep,
1: then you're gonna be like, yep, it sucks. I wish that I could change it. And then you're gonna start thinking, yep, the weather sucks every day.
0: Yep. And that actually, um, so the website that I got my research from, um, they compared complaining to smoking in that you don't have to be the complainer to suffer the side effects. So it's, yeah, secondhand (laughs) smoke, secondhand complaining. Um, And the things that happen, so not only does cortisol trigger your fight or flight response, but it lowers your immune system. It makes you more susceptible to, High cholesterol, diabetes, heart disease, obesity. So that's why I'm
1: sick and fat all
0: the time? Same. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Because I've been exposed to too much complaining and I complain too much. But it makes you more vulnerable to strokes. Think about you. If you are a negative person, if you're constantly complaining about things in front of your child, that secondhand smoke theory,
1: like they're
0: getting those symptoms as well. Those side effects
1: to like they're bringing it to school yeah because it's kind of like not to make it real dark but it's kind of racism too like Mm -hmm. if you're like oh i don't like my um hispanic neighbor then they're gonna go they're gonna see us a hispanic person they're gonna be like i don't like hispanic people
0: yeah exactly it's complaining is a really good facet of breaking the generational cycle
1: yep and it's a hard facet (laughs) it is a hard one because we are human and we like to complain we like to gossip we like to (laughs) so speaking
0: of being human with that and us liking to do that sort of thing our brains do something called neuronal, neuronal, or neur- I don't know how it's. I
1: believe you. Neuronal. Um, mirroring, which
0: is like the basis of our empathy. Yep. Um, we, as social people, will obvious, uh, I don't know the word. We will mimic the person. Imitate. Yeah, imitate what we're seeing. Yep. So if we are around someone who is negative and okay. grumpy, then we we're going to feel, vibes. yeah. Yep. And that's because of the neuronal uh, mirroring that goes on in our brains. Yeah. So, you know, like we said, if your child sees you saying something racist, even if you're not intending it to be racist, their brains are going to be like, oh, that's what we do. Yep. So then they're going to go somewhere else and do it. And then it's going to get passed to that person. And then the cycle is going to continue.
1: Or even like if I could. Relay it back to my job where I have like I'm calling customers who are complaining they're angry and I can start out the call and I am like organized when I start my calls all the time I'm like okay so these are the facts and this is how I'm going to express empathy because that's how I have to do it with like like I've said previously on the podcast I have a hard time with empathy Mm -hmm. so I have to plan my empathy. But if I do, if I do that, and they're screaming at me, and whatever that vibes is going to me, and like I, I will act on that vibe. Yeah. And I think that for that, I need to like because in my job, we're not supposed to act on those angry vibes. But I don't think it's unreasonable because I'm human. Yeah, it's it's how our
0: yeah it's how our brains respond to things and. I think that, um, like you said, the mindful. Be mindful because what you, if you're the complainer, then you're going to pass that on to someone else. But if you're receiving the complaints, they're passing that on to you. So be mindful not to pass it on to someone
1: else. Or like just answer in a way that helps them. Yeah. Redirect it in a positive manner. And it's, I feel like that's such a fine line is what my thinking is because I don't want to get on, Oh, you're having that pity party. I don't want to get in, to I don't want them to feel like I'm invalidating their complaint because there are things that need to be complained about, especially with children. Mm-hmm. You need to complain if something is unfair. And right. You need to complain to me so that I can, you
0: know. And I think, I think that's something that I really enjoy about our relationship because I can be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. And you can be like, oh, well, here is... A solution and this kind of like goes back to our um if you should give parenting advice yeah to other parents like yeah if you haven't experienced that if you don't have the experience don't say anything mm-hmm. but if you do be mindful of how you express it so that they don't yep. feel like you're attacking them yeah or judging them um because like we said complainers specifically chronic complainers only see the negative
1: and they will feel attacked. Yeah, they'll feel you're like you're attacking in them in a certain way, I feel like. Yes. And I definitely like you know, I want to validate their feelings where I'm like, yeah, quality assurance it, it's they're difficult to deal with or yeah, it's difficult to um see your equal like your brother being treated in a different way that's difficult like you know you want to like validate that but you also want to be like okay so what are we gonna do what are we gonna do about it Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah for sure and it's i i do think it's a really good tie-in to our last episode where we talked about gentle parenting and gentle parenting yourself you have to redirect that negative energy into a positive force whether that's Hey, how can we fix this? Like how your mom did. Yep. Or, yeah, it sucks. There's not anything we can do. So we're just going to let it go.
1: Yeah. Um, This too shall
0: pass. Yeah. Yeah. And just make sure that you are mindful of what you're saying and who you're saying it to and how you're saying it. Because it's going to affect everyone around you.
1: Right. So, you know, uh, I really like the way it was worded. You don't want to get caught up in the complaint stew. And I'm like, oh. "Yes. I love that like little bit of stew." Because I'm just thinking of everything that I add to it. I don't
0: <laughs> yeah you're you're like all right it's my turn to add ingredients yes yeah. and then you brew this big pot of negativity
1: yeah and yeah that's really even adding to the metaphor because then i'm like oh i'm making stew tonight you can bring whatever you want and you know you bring you bring your own and you put stuff in the stew yeah and eventually it's a really gross stew
0: <laughs> yeah and then eventually everyone takes a bite of it because they're like Ooh, dinner is done yeah and then they're like wow this is disgusting and then everyone's starts complaining
1: oh my god it's a circle (laughs) it's a circle you can never give us metaphors
0: the complaint circle we just
1: over (laughs) we just overthink everything until it's like
0: (sighs) we make circles um i'm naming this episode complaint circle
1: i like that (laughs) (laughs) complaints management um uh but yeah so like
0: Round table of complaints.
1: (laughs) So when you're in the the way that it was explained, um, when I was reading this one article, is that if somebody agrees with your complaint, so if they say, um, "Oh, it sucks, you got a bad grade," then they're not giving you any power. So, but if you like say something like how are you going to fix it then you're back in control so that's so you one could way be of... like yeah it really sucks that you did get a bad grade
0: um what are, what can you do to fix it or like maybe we should study more together or you know
1: or how much does the grade matter to you
0: right too right how does it affect you
1: which oh my god that's so much thinking in the moment which yes. brings me to how you can fix you complain if you're a chronic complainer right I think that there's healthy complaining personally and I think that there's complaining that's not helpful to your mental health Um, so it's called mindful complaining Um, so you just are strategic about what you complain about which is what we've talked about but you're also like not immediately reacting so for me If I hear bad news, I'm going to say it. I'm going to be like, no, this is stupid. Right away. Right. And for me, I do that personally because it feels like I'm standing up for myself. Right. But what would be more helpful to me in my situations is if I sat back, thought about, okay, why are they doing this change that I don't like? And why don't I like it why is right. it stupid like, instead of saying the word stupid <laughs> it's really that
0: taking a step back like if someone does something you don't like so um when I worked as a teacher um we always had issues with the dorm staff or evening yep. staff and there would be so much complaining and then they were like oh well we're a team but you guys work separately Yes, and it's like okay, we can't be a team and work separately. So the one thing we all had in common was complaining about the supervisors. The supervisors,
1: but that doesn't help with production. No, according and to this. you
0: know, occasionally someone would be like, you know, they're not that bad, and then everyone would turn on them. And it's yeah. like, after a while, you start thinking like, why do I not like this person?
1: Yeah. And you you start looking anything positive in that person.
0: But there's not anything you can't be like, Well, I had this experience, you know. It's just word of mouth that that negative energy that's just building up.
1: So like for Once again, back to my job because we have a lot to complain about in our job. I mean, I work complaints management, so yeah, your job is literally complaints.
0: My job isn't that bad. Like, I like the people I work with, and my I like the people I work with. the The job isn't
1: hard, or people aren't mean. Yeah, you said you like data management. You're good at it. Yeah, you said yep. Um, but like, we are invited to town halls where like my manager's 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 manager i don't know how high up it goes um is like talking about why they do these policy changes okay. and about a year or two ago they came out with this um new policy and i won't say what it's called but it's basically the like the even the way it was worded is the customer's always right. And oh my goodness. Absolutely not. That unbelievably pissed me off. But in like in the moment and everything, and I've never liked it since, and I've never liked her since, since she explained it, because I was immediately like, she doesn't know the job. She's not talking to the customers. She doesn't understand this, 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 this. Um... But if I do take that step back, which is what my manager tries to do when when I'm talking about it, it's like, well, it's not necessarily she's trying to say the customer's always right. She's trying to say to she's trying to find a different way to say always empathize with the customer is basically what she's trying to say but like it could be worded hear, differently but you can even hear it in my voice when i'm talking about it i'm still not accepting that answer doesn't say you rolled your eyes the, like six times yeah so. in that in that moment i decided and that was my immediate reaction and if i were strategic about my complaint maybe now i could be like okay i see her side and maybe I
0: wouldn't think I was stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm i thankful for the job that I have now because I don't have complaints about my job. Like, yeah, it annoys me that, you know, invoices don't get done right or people aren't considerate of other people. But it's not something I can change. I can't make someone do their job. So why dwell on it? Yeah. Um, but like, I know when I worked as a teacher, that was horrible. I was so angry and annoyed and yeah. volatile every time I got yeah. home yeah, because I was constantly around people who complain. Yeah. I was constantly being exposed to that negativity. And I know when I left, I felt such, like, a weight lifted off of me. Right, And I, as much as I would love to go back to that job and because I loved what I did, yeah. I cannot convince myself to go back because I know it's what the environment's unfair. like.
1: Health. Yeah, yeah. good for your mm-hmm. mental health. And it's just interesting, too, because like, if you think back on it, you probably think of all of your coworkers, workers um, the ones that agreed with you as family.
0: Mm-hmm. You oh, yeah. No, I them. have I have one coworker that I was very, very close with yeah. and we still talk. Yeah. She sends me a message like she sends me Facebook messages all the time. Yeah. And I would say at least once a day she sends me a message and I'm like, oh, you it's know,
1: family. yeah, we're very close. But that didn't help you in the long run. So right. it's kind of like um, sh- like that study that I was reviewing. It's um, complaining. It- when you're complaining, you're looking for that commiseration. And if you get it, it's good short term because you feel better in the, in the moment, moment. But long term, you hate that job. Yes. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly um so other ways that you can kind of like fix it other than that immediate reaction like don't do an immediate reaction you there's some other things that you can do which i don't necessarily agree with this one but there's a um an organization called complaint free world and they have a bracelet that they use so Every time you complain, you're supposed to move the bracelet to the other arm. And that's just making you... The whole purpose of it is just making you more mindful okay. of when you are complaining.
0: Because we do it so much that it just becomes...
1: Right. So, like, with your friend who is a chronic complainer, that would make her aware, Oh, God, I complain a lot because she's, you know... Moving it from arm to arm. I know what I'm getting her for Christmas. Over and over and over and over and (laughs) over and over 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 again, right? And see, I I do like the idea.
0: I'm going to turn this negative Nancy
1: into a positive Polly. But, like, at the same time, it's almost like you kind of... I would kind of want to, like, edit it a little bit and be like, okay, so I complained to my manager today, and it felt effective because... Mm-hmm. Like he, not he didn't commiserate with me, but he was like, "This is how we can fix it," mm-hmm. kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, I definitely.
1: For me, I think what it is why I'm so hesitant to be like, "Don't ever complain." Is because I already had a hard time standing up for myself when I was young. Yeah. So I feel like if I label standing up for myself as a complaint and stop doing it, then I'm not gonna stand up for myself anymore.
0: So maybe we should you should just be aware like of unnecessary complaints. Mm So you know change
1: the bracelet when it's unnecessary.
0: Yeah. Like, do I really need to tell six people that so and so didn't do their job correctly. Yep. Is that going to fix anything? If not, move the bracelet. Yeah. You know, if if saying to your boss, "Hey, so and so didn't do this," that's, you know, you're you're using it as an instrument for change.
1: Yes. An instrument to change. Instrumental complaint. Yeah. I was kind of wondering why it was called that. I was like, whatever. I mean, expressive and cathartic complaint kind of makes sense because you're expressing yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think for me, what would work best is if I and I kind of was thinking about it, starting a complaint journal, like just journaling everything like, you know, you're complaining Get about Get, like,
0: a a bullet journal. Like, yeah. do, like, bullet points of day, on days. And I think this would,
1: like, match my personality because I do think with my mental illness, I'm a negative and antsy. I'm irritable. I'm, um, but I, I, I can see, like, when we're talking about your friend who's a chronic complainer, I don't think I'm necessarily that.
0: No, I don't think you're a chronic complainer. Like, I'm trying to think of something she complained about. Well, I oh, she complained about how her mom comes over all the time, like, uninvited. Yeah. And I'm like, you could literally be like, Don't hey, over. you need to let me know when you're coming over.
1: Yeah, you could set the boundary. This is something you need to And can then change.
0: when I told her that, she was like, well, she's not going to listen to me.
1: Right. There's always something. Yeah. And I'm like. Which is one of those things where, like. It's kind of interesting to think about surround yourself with the people instead of the people who agree with your complaints and commiserate with your complaints. Make sure you're also um, having friends or surrounding yourself with people who do the opposite of that.
0: Yeah, you should really surround yourself with people who are going to offer solutions or offer you a chance to come up with a solution rather than just feeding into that negativity. You don't want to feed the negative monster.
1: And like with writing, I think like the complaints journal would help me because I'm slowing down the complaint versus acting on it immediately. Mm -hmm. Because like if I am complaining about work, then it's impacting my production, Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Yep. And it also moderates my response. All of that.
0: Right, and I feel like when you write things down, if you're having a knee jerk reaction, yep to something if you write it down write down what you're thinking you can look at it and be like well that sounds stupid yeah Yeah. (laughs) like I do that a lot if I write things down if I write things down and then I read it again I'm like all right who's an idiot
1: Jaden's an idiot yeah yep yep um and then I kind of liked this the way i like just to kind of have an end note i kind of liked the way that they explained how you could kind of put more positive in your life and you were talking about it earlier too of just ending your day thinking about the one positive thing
0: well even just like i i have a very hard time with seeing positivity in myself so i see positivity in others and like I will, you know, someone's hair looks really great today, and I'll tell them. And that makes them feel good, which makes me feel good.
1: Yep. Yeah, so it's, like, providing. And I think I've read a study, too, that even doing that provides you confidence, Mm -hmm. too, because they respond in a positive way. Uh, And they'll usually be like, like yeah,
0: like... I really like this about you or you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: it's kind of like that commiserating but in the opposite way. Like yes. commiserating about a complaint but in the opposite way. Yeah. It's really interesting. Anyways, um I like uh so um I'll just tell like a story here from what I was reading. So basically what had happened is it's a new parent, a new mom and they needed to go to the store to get toilet paper. And that's what they needed to do. It was really stressful. The baby was seven days old, wasn't sleeping. You know, it's like you're you're breathing heavily. Like that's yes. a hard trip. Yeah. A hard thing to think about. And all you can think about is the negatives. And yeah, it's not for even sure. like you're doing it on purpose. It's really like, especially as a mom, that's the way you're... Hormones are wired in that mom. Well,
0: and, like, experiences. Like, when you're a new mom, I feel like you do definitely see the negative a lot. Especially when your baby is first born. Because you're like, yep. my baby's going to cry in public. And if you have social anxiety, people are going to look at you. And yep. you're yep. going to feel like they're judging that's you. Me. And, yeah, exactly. That's something I struggled with a lot. Um, So, just, like, thinking about going to the store with a newborn, that's immediately... my thought
1: so stressful and all you're thinking about is the negative yep
0: so it's gonna be a horrible trip
1: (laughs) a horrible experience exactly but for this lady she went there and she got there and she was like of course there's no toilet paper I don't know I don't know if it was like COVID whatever probably (laughs) the
0: COVID catastrophe yeah
1: of no toilet paper like the one weird thing that you would never think you would be out of yeah right (laughs) Uh, like, formula, in a way, kind of makes a little bit more sense, because it's for, like, food. You might... Right. Run out of, running out of food kind of seems like... But toilet paper? Normal anxiety, but I don't think, for me, I would have ever worried about running out of toilet paper. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. Um But, yeah, so in that scenario what she said what had happened to her is she could see somebody out of the corner of her eye and immediately she had got anxious about it too she was like oh my god they're looking at me they are looking at my baby. What is there something wrong that I'm not seeing? Like what mm-hmm. are they seeing that I'm not seeing? Is what her mind went to. And he comes over and she described him. She looks he said that she looks like or that guy looks like a little Santa Claus, like a old man with like hat on and huge fluffy beard and he was a southern man and so he was like talking really really loud and with an axe and she ended like this experience ended up being a really positive experience for her because he goes and he looks and he's like oh my god look Laura or whatever his wife's name is look at this baby his eyes are the size of a globe and then she goes, that is definitely not something I was thinking <laughs> that you were thinking
0: about. Right, like, i that's not what I was expecting you to say.
1: Yeah, like, you know, so it's kind of like, in the, when you're complaining, it's kind of cool to think about um, just reframe your thoughts into what would Jolly Santa be thinking about in this moment? Like, okay. What kind of weird... Off-the-wall thing. Off-thing. Like, oh my god, that ear looks really cute. Or, I don't know, what else would be really weird and off-the-wall for a compliment? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. What's something... Well, you like so many weird things. I do like weird things. But, like, um... You know, Jolly Santa might go up and be like, wow, this whole... Section of the store is organized to perfection. (laughs) Like, you know, like something weird and positive like that kind of helps you get out of the mind frame of constant negativity. And like, it is completely normal after like having a baby and we're even going to the store with a child to be like, this is gonna be the worst situation ever. But just like finding a one positive thing, or like with you, it would probably be easier um to think of it in ellie's eyes so like she goes to the store and she's like i am i don't know if this is actually her or not but i'm super excited to go to the store because I, i get to see people of all different like all sorts of different people who think I'm adorable? Oh yeah, like you know. Like- Do you know
0: how many people? Every time we go to the store, someone is like, "Oh my gosh, your curls are so beautiful." Yeah, and then she gets this cute little grin on her face, and I'm just like, "Yeah, I know she's cute. Right. I made her."
1: And then it's a positive <laughs> experience for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, and then you don't have to complain about. Oh my gosh, it was really hard to get. Dean and Delilah and Ellie all out of the car to go to the uh, grocery store to pick up toilet paper that wasn't there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like you're not going down that spiral of yep. complaints, too. Of complaints, too. <laughs> and then end up in the complaint circle. <laughs> <sighs> but that's all
0: I have. Yeah, that's all I have. I think that this was definitely really eye opening in terms of like Why how it that? affects our brains and.
1: Was so interesting, but I think I I I think the way our brains work is really interesting, especially with mental illness. Oh yeah, maybe. for sure. Because, like, you know, when you think about it, you're like, "This is something that's wrong with me," but really, if you think about how your brain is working, I don't know. There's something wrong with my brain. I'm distancing. It, right?
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: All right. Well um since that's all we have to talk about i'm riley i'm Jaden, and this is a mental mamas podcast you can reach out to us at instagram under mental mamas underscore podcast we're on facebook mental mamas podcast we're not on twitter but you can email us at r and j m m p at com. we would love to hear any Goober awards any positive things that are happening in your life And if you want to send us hate mail, maybe not after this episode.
0: Yeah, probably. You should have done it a few episodes ago. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.